Well, hello. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Old Kaiser Radio Show. And WFMU, playing uh, good music, 70 RPM records for an hour, every Tuesday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. We just heard from Kitty Gray and her Wampus Cats. And Oscar Buddy Woods was uh, with her. Uh, they did the Baton Rouge Rag. And we opened up with Willie, the Lion Smith, and his Cubs with Harlem Joys. I am uh, Courtney T. Edison, the Old Codger, every week. On Tuesday, oh, I said that already. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look, you know, usually after the first set of music and I come on and I talk, then we have a commercial uh, narrated, uh, announced by, by Gus Bodenheim. Well, Gus Bodenheim told me he couldn't come in tonight to announce a new commercial sponsor. Now, the tone of his voice implied he just didn't feel like it. And then he gave me a bunch of excuses, and they were suspicious. So, I took Gus's excuses, and I submitted them to the nine elder sages of the Ministry of Truth. They will determine if Gus needs to be punished. If Gus needs to be punished, that's what I said. And they'll determine the nature of the punishment, because it's not going to be if. <laughs> By the way, the full name of the panel to which the elder sages are appointed, it's, it's called the Ministry of of truth, plumbing, and dry cleaning. They are, they are very busy elder sages, and they have a wide range of skills. They, are, they also operate a mini-mart, and when they convene as the Ministry of Truth, they generally they pass their rules based on astrological guidance. Oh, it's very mysterious. Anyway, the nine elder sages are currently deliberating the Gus Bodenheim case. They have been in conference for hours behind closed doors. The only time the doors open is when they send out an attendant to request more bourbon and, and, and cigars. They are adjudicating in a smoke-filled room. That's the best way to get to the truth, I, I say. Anyway, we, what was I talking about anyway? We're going to have Gus later in the program. He's going to be heard in the program with uh, a rebroadcast of a commercial message from a previous show. So look, in place of Gus Bodenheim tonight, we have two longtime radio cronies of mine, Bob and Ray. We have a very entertaining program feature they recorded in the 1950s. Now, when I told Gus Bodenheim that Bob and Ray would be his substitute, he was delighted to hear that it would take two guys to replace him. Then I told him that the two guys are dead. Then the phone line went dead. I submitted this to the nine elder sages as additional evidence to consider when adjudicating Gus's case. Now we'd like to play a little game that we created one time and always provides us with quite a lot of fun. It's where we let members of the audience write a song. I'm going down into the audience now and pick out three lucky uh, guests here who will assist us in writing a song right on him, the air. Him, uh, him, him, me, 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 no, him, no, let's see, him, you, Ray, what do you think, me, me, uh, him, him, that one, all right, okay, you, sir, could yes. I have your name, please, Justin Havsteady, where are you from, uh, Justin, Kennebunkport, Maine, that's beautiful country up that way, great vacation land, isn't it, yes, it is, a lot of people come up there and uh, use it as a vacation land, that's what I thought, uh, can we have a lady who would like to help play our game? I would be delighted. You are? Miriam Ellen La Follette. Uh-huh. And uh, what do you do, Miss? Uh, is it Miss or Miss? It's Miss. Mm -hmm. And I'm a real estate operator. As a matter of fact, I'm the biggest one in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. I don't doubt that. And finally, one other gentleman. Uh, you mean? Uh, how about you? Could I have, uh, could, would you play the game with us? Sure. All right, you are? Lionel Crook. That's C-R-O-O-K-E. It's an unusual name. What do you do, sir? I'm a policeman. And uh, you're going yeah, to... I know. I get a lot of good-natured joshing about do. my name. Why? <laughs> huh? Because of the E after the K? No, no, just because of the name. Crook. Well, so what <laughs> hey. about it? Well, a lot of people say that's a funny name for a policeman. Hey, Crook, they say. Are you a policeman, Crook? <laughs> they do? I give out a lot of tickets. Uh-huh. All right, well, now let's play the game, and... Uh, 
Uh, let's let Mr. Uh, Havistetter from uh, Kenny Bugport, Maine, give us the first line. Now, you give us the line of the song that you want to have it start with, uh, Mr. Havistetter. Any line at all. That's all right. Uh, I bought a grapefruit orchard. I bought a grapefruit orchard. All right, that's the first line of our song. And now, Miss LaFollette. Well, I... It <laughs> doesn't have to a, rhyme, you know. No, but does it have to be a romantic song? Or? Be whatever it turns out. We'll see how it turns well, out when we get... Could you give a... me a better first line than I bought a well, grapefruit orchard? That was all right. That was a I good like first it. line. Sure it was. Come on now, Miss LaFollette. Time is wasting. I bought a grapefruit orchard. And... Now, I think... I'll think of love. I bought a grapefruit orchard, and now I think I think I'll, of love. And now, Mr. Crook, our policeman, do you want to add a, a final line to the Buddy, song? This will uh, this won't get the three of us into ASCAP. She's kind of uh, turning this into a, uh, a romantic song. See, I bought a grapefruit orchard. Started out kind of commercial there. I bought a grapefruit uh, orchard. I bought a grapefruit orchard, and now I think I'll think about, think about love. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, I don't know. Well, there it is. Audience, you've uh, done it again. You've written the words to another song for us. We'll send it to all of the composers that we know, and who knows, maybe it'll end up uh, in some Broadway show. We'll let you know if anything happens with it, audience. We'd Thank share you. it, wouldn't we? Oh, yes, the proceeds. of course. Thank you.
If there's anything that drives me wild, it's a woman acting like a child. Because some man has given her the air. So what? Girls, that's one thing we've all got to go through. I've had men walk out on me, too. Did it get my goat? <laughs> I should say not. Any time that I get air, believe me, I'm well prepared. I'm strictly a one-man woman. My rule is safety first. I've always got an understudy who is well rehearsed. And no one man is ever going to worry me. I don't cheat. I don't chisel. I believe in playing square. When you're going out for an automobile ride, I say it always pays to take a spare. And no one man is ever going to worry me. I'm a pretty good housekeeper. I'm a first-class cook. <laughs> I'm as faithful as a puppy dog. But just the same, I've got an address book. An address book like a Selfridge's catalog. There's plenty of fishes in the sea. I don't have long to wait. And as long as I've still got my lines in the can with plenty of bait, <laughs> no one man is ever going to worry me. Why, when a smart man buys a suit of clothes, he gets two pairs of pants. Well, smart gal does the same thing when she starts out on a romance. And no one man is ever going to worry me. And another thing, as long as there's a brush man with a brush to sell, and as long as there's a lounge in any large hotel, <laughs> no one man is ever going to worry me. I'm a do-right gal. I don't run loose. I'm not the kind of a woman that meanders. But just the same if a man takes me for a goose, <laughs> he's going to find out I'm one goose who knows her gander. You see, I believe in giving tit for tat. That's the way I live. And I'm entitled to a hell of a lot of tat for what I've got to give. And no one man is ever going to worry me.
That was a Victoria Spivey. It was called the Dirty TB Blues. James P. Johnson, great stride pianist, did a You've Got to Be Modernistic. Sophie Tucker. Yeah, we say that in a lecherous sort of way. Sophie Tucker. <laughs> she sang, No one man is ever going to worry me. We heard Joe Benuti and Eddie Lang with Put and Take and Lanny McIntyre. And his orchestra, featuring Hal Aloma, did Holo Holo Ka, here on the old Kaja radio show. You don't know how to reminisce. This is WFMU, by the way. I'm here till 8 o'clock. Then Maury's, Coney Island, will be on. I think somebody's replacing Maury tonight, though. This guy named Dave, I saw him outside. Anyway, I want to reminisce about an old friend of mine. His name is Dale. Dale Carnegie. Maybe you've heard of him. You can look him up if you never heard of him. He wrote a book. Uh, Dale was always going on. He was so problematic. He was always going on about what was wrong with me. He was dwelling on my faults, like like he was so perfect. Dale had been diagnosed with CMC, as his complex, Messiah complex. He didn't think he was God. He believed he encompassed multiple deities. This is a known clinic, 
is a clinical condition known as narcissistic polytheism. <laughs> yes, I can spit that out. Anyway, Dale would not leave me alone. He told me. He reminded me. He badgered me. He would tell me that he's going to tell me what he thinks. Then he would tell me what he thinks. Then he would tell me what he just told me. He insisted that if I followed his advice, that people would like me more. He said to stop criticizing, stop complaining. He told me to be a good listener. Ha! He says, make other people feel important. He told me I should smile more. What a loon. As if these things matter. So finally I told Dad to shut up. Shut up and go write a book. So he did. He wrote a book. It was called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, Dale Carnegie's book was very successful. So successful that he became very busy and very rich. And he stopped badgering me. He left me alone. I was very happy for his success because it meant instead of pestering me all the time, he could pester millions of his followers. His damn do-gooders. They all deserved a rotten hell. Now, Rummy Delbarton wasn't so lucky with Dale Carnegie. He got old Dale so riled up one day that Dale decided there was one person whose friendship he didn't care to win. So he threw the book at Rummy. That's right, got him smack upside the head. Steam was coming out of his ears, just like into Sunday funnies. I also remember once a Dale once accused Gus Bodenheim of, quote, inappropriate behavior, unquote. As far as I'm concerned, inappropriate behavior is just another phrase for being Gus Bodenheim. Well, we're going to hear a recording of Gus later in the program because he wouldn't show up tonight for tonight's show. Anyway, right now we're going to get back to the music here on the Old Codger Radio Show on WFMU. I just have a nice big Italian meal. You eat spaghetti? No, no, you fool. I have big plate of pasta vazool. Pasta vazool? What does that mean? That's noodles with navy beans. Oh, something to eat, eh? A very good dish. You fool with me, John. You know garbage? Pasta vazool. That's the stuff you want to eat. Pasta vazool. That's just a candy beat. First candy pasto, that's an appetizer fine. And when you finish some Italian wine, pasta vasula, make it thin to make it fat. Pasta vasula, like this or like that. If you want to be a great big chic, have a new gal every week. Don't be a fool, eat pasta vazool. What makes Babe Ruth strong with the fat? And makes a little jockey skinny like that? What makes the laney think that he knows how to fight? Pasta vazool, cause he eats them every night. What makes Ty Cobb get the umpire's gold? And Isabella say Columbus take a boat. What makes a whopper race a big family? What made Lindbergh fly across the sea? Pasta vazula, that's a very good to eat. Pasta vazula, that's a never can be beat. Fast and pasto, that's an appetizer fine. And when you finish, some Italian wine, pasta vazula, make a weaker man strong. Pasta vazula, make you live very long. If you got a kids, two, three, four, and you think you like to have a couple of more, don't be a fool. Eat pasta
A Barbadian engineer by the name of Cephas Get to know the Trinidadians are superstitious A Barbadian smart man by the name of Cephas Get to know the Trinidadians are superstitious So he buy a piece of land at Kololo Mountain Put some concrete round a spring and open a fountain And in less than no time when you hear the shout Well don't these people floating from all about Throwing coins in the fountain Each one seeking happiness Grown by hopeful lovers Which one will the fountain bless? And by the time they pull out the bitch and diving And taking all the money from the fountain And hear him singing All is mine All is mine All is mine I am sure that you would be surprised to know How much big shots does go to Mount Hololo All kind of people believe in this thing If you see so much old maids in such of a ring Throwing coins in the fountain as if it's fish See them kneeling down on their knees and making their wish Thousands of people was going up there daily While Trinidad was coming just like Italy With his heart in the fountain Each one seeking for his home There they lies in the fountain Just like in the heart of Rome And he so see the Babijan with his bathing suit on Waiting patiently till all the fools gone to sing All is mine All is mine All is mine One morning, me girl waking me, telling me to come go to the fountain with she. I say, me a walking 12 miles up the mountain. She say, if it is 12,000, we still go in. Because she say that we living too long in sin. We have a right to go and fix it by the fountain. I had someone in me house to pay up me rent. Well, in the fountain, this camp chewing every cent. And here she's singing. Which one will the fountain bless? Which one will the fountain bless? And all the time the foolish woman making she wish Is this smart babbage and that is getting rich singing All is mine, all is mine, all is mine CID, but they decide to stop this tomfoolery. An inspector by the name of Dunton disguised himself and he went up to the fountain. Take out three gold coins and throw it inside. Pretend he making a wish and he went and hide. Well, when the vision see the fool like he went crazy. So in the fountain he jumping immediately and hear him singing. All is mine. And as the vagabond come out of the fountain, the inspector arrests him and start to sing. Now this time, now this time, now this That was a very rare recording. I'll tell you how in a second how I got it. It was, uh, uh, it was called Sir Galba, was the, the artist, the old Calypsonian, and he did Bajan Diplomat. But it's a very rare recording. Before that, we heard Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra, and they did something simply called South. The Brock Sisters did Tie Me to Your Apron Strings Again. We heard a Riley Puckett version of that a few weeks ago. Uh, and Van and Skink opened up the set with Pasta Fazula. 
here on the old Codger Radio Show, Courtney T. Edison, your host. So yeah, that Kid Galba, the Sir Galba ra- record, I got it from Carl Garbanzo Bullimore. Yes, he's an old crony of mine. Is Carl Garbanzo Bullimore. Did you know him? I didn't think so. His nickname was Chickpea. Chickpea Bullimore. Yeah, he lived for many years in Serafina, New Jersey, at the foot of Analog Mountain. Yes, Chickpea had one of the biggest 78 RPM record collections in the world, so he claimed. I always suspected he stole many of them. He was a very cagey character. And in many ways, Chickpea favored quantity over quality. Now, if I told him I had 65,000 78 RPM discs, he would claim he had 65,001. Then he would start counting them, just to prove his point. He would go on for hours, counting each disc while you sat there. And you could only get him to shut up by conceding his numerical superiority. It was a pointless exercise. And he had a lot of crappy records, you know, landfill. But he also had many rarities, like that Sir Galba one I got, got from him. I'm not going to tell you how I got it. <laughs> now, I, I coveted many of his 78s. I once tried to swindle him out of the only known test pressing of Sophie Tucker in one of her more risque moods, <laughs> belting a boozy version of Lucille Bogan's Shave em Dry. <laughs> yeah, unexpurgated. Well, the record company refused to release it because it was so filthy. It was filthier than Lucille Bogan's version, if you can believe that. Sophie made up her own lyrics. <laughs> anyway, but Chick P. Bullimore, I was going to get this record off of him, the Sophie Tucker test pressing. He swapped the labels. And when I got home and I placed the disc on my Victrola, expecting to hear Sophie at her bawdiest, uh, I found it was a test pressing of Annette Hanshaw singing, I Fall Down and Go Boom. Ah, song. I despise that song. And she's a singer who should never have been allowed within 50 feet of a microphone. Uh, Bullimore also, Chickpeat Bullimore, also took advantage of many other collectors that he swapped with. He would, he would take these beat-up 78s and he would coat them with shoe polish. And he'd pass them off as new. Oh, boy. Anyway, look, uh, we got to move on with the program here. Now, look, this is very important here. Gus couldn't make it tonight, but last week... You may remember, if you listen to the show, Gus Bodenheim announced a new streaming, he called it a streaming service. And it's, it's the expanded Old Codger News Network, uh, which is for short, it's OCNN+. Anyway, since that time, we have signed up very few subscribers. No one, very few people seem interested. I don't know why. So we're going we're gonna to have to re-air that advertisement from last week, right now, and we hope you will subscribe. Gangway for the future of broadcast-style, multi-targeted streaming content. Gus Bodenheim here with an exciting announcement from Del Barton Media. Several months ago, Del Barton submitted to the U.S. Department of Non-Alphanumeric Suffixes an application to use the PLUS designation for a planned programming expansion. Alas, at the time, there were no Plus franchises available. However, in the past week, one Plus license suddenly became available due to the dissolution of a branded streaming news service. I've no further information about that venture. It came and went too quickly, like a thief in the night. Off it went. Whoosh. Gone. But since Del Barton was next in line, their application for the Plus suffix was approved last week. And thus it is my honor and pleasure to announce the arrival of the Old Codger News Network, or OCNN+. OCNN Plus subscribers will receive alerts, updates, flashes, and heartbreaking bombshells intrusively trumpeting the latest in rumors, fake news, misinformation, disinformation, thought crime, gossip, wanton misdirection, suppositions, warranted and unwarranted, besmirchment, slander, actionable and non-actionable, and borderline defamation. But that's not all. OCNN Plus, or for all you francophones, ne plus will bombard you with talking points, tipping points, pointless speculation, craven whataboutism, a whole range of debunked claims, dog whistles, catcalls, bird dogging, and preaching to choirs. But wait, 
Subscribe before midnight tonight and enjoy ideological bubbles, dogma, inexplicable pivots, gaslighting, conspiracy theories, weaponized infotainment, plausible deniability, lazy analogies, false equivalencies, bureaucratic CYA, staged hysteria, tone-deaf pronouncements, and panic-mongering. Naturally, OCNN Plus will be replete with ghostly visitations from the dim past, entertainers and newsmakers time forgot. But we're not neglecting today's talent. Even as I speak, OCNN Plus is busy poaching first-ranked talent from far and wide to bring you the personalities that drive the events which define the sovereign boundaries of the right side of the arc of history, with the spotlight on fun. Why, you'll enjoy financial advice from Sopranos star Robert Eiler on Your Money Now. Funny man Andy Dick with No Laughing Matter, a series of interviews with legendary comedians talking about the career challenges they faced just trying to be diverse. Old episodes of Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre Foods introduced with historical context by Paula Dean. And while we're in the kitchen, today I can announce that we've secured news legend Chris Wallace to bring us his own informed angle on cookery, reliable sauces. I can't wait, can you? Of course not. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe right now to OCNN Plus and get plussed to the scuppers. I'm Gus Bodenheim.
That's going to close out the program. That was Vaughn DeLeith and looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Before that was uh, Gerald Wiggins doing the wig. Uh, Francis King, he's got it. So this is Gordon T. Edison. I'll be back next week, remember? I, I salute all the gals out there, you know. I, <laughs> I love younger women, age 45, 50. I just ain't messing with no 35-year-old jailbait. Will you stay tuned for more? It's Coney Island. Tonight it's being hosted with a special host. The announcer's name is Dave. So Dave will be filling in for Maury on the Coney Island show. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org.
And good evening, music lovers. I'm Dave. I'm filling in this evening for Devin, who is on vacation. The next two weeks, I think, he'll be, he'll be gone tonight and next Tuesday, back the following week. Anyway, I'm here filling in for him and delighted to be here playing music for you tonight. I'll be playing sort of a hodgepodge, no, no particular theme to tonight's show, just a batch of film and film-ish music from all over the place. And I have a lot of music to to cram into this tiny one-hour slot, so I'm going to try to talk less, play more, and see how it goes. We just heard music opening tonight's show from Ase Kobayashi and Miki Yoshino, track called Eat Eat from a piece uh, from a film, rather, called Haosu Ase Kobayashi. I think I mangled his name the first time. And Miki Yoshinu, Eat Eat, from the soundtrack, Haosu. And I'm just going to plunge headfirst into more music now. I'll talk a little bit more later on, maybe. But lots and lots of music to play. So let's start. This is music from the soundtrack to the film Rhinoceros by uh, Galt McDermott. 